This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Going to talk to Coach Tim Lacombe coming up here momentarily, so stay tuned. We'll get his thoughts on uh, the Jazz offseason and uh, the NBA Finals. And uh, we'll talk about his concert coming up this weekend. A pair of concerts, actually. The Party Hounds. It's a good name for a band. I'm eager to get out of the house, go check it out. We'll all be down there. So, Well, that's a reason not to go. What night, what night are you going again? Same night you are. We gotta fix that. Oh come on, knock it off! You're I've been right? to concerts with you before. You hardly move. I'm getting up there in age. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not as limber as I once was. But you just stand there, arms folded, guy. Oh, okay. that's not true. Totally true. Not true. All right, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now, my co-host on Jazz Pre-Half and Post-Game Coverage, Coach Tim Lacombe. What's going on, Tim? Dude, I miss you, man. I know, like, it's hearing weird. your voice, I, those reads become became, you know, after 80-something times inane, but now I miss them. So yeah, buddy. I, I went from good to seeing, hear your voice, buddy. Yeah, I went from seeing you a lot to I haven't seen you in a while. I miss you. I do. Yeah. So, but I'm going to see you. Out of the way. I'm going to see you on Saturday, though. Gordon's going to be there. Uh, two nights, actually, two shows: the Party Hounds Friday and Saturday at the Velour. I'm assuming uh, you're excited. Austin also going to be there. Don't want to leave Austin out. So. Dude, like the whole the whole station showing up. It's amazing. Like, it's a brotherhood, truly. You excited? Oh, yeah. I'm really excited. It's been, uh, you know, it was kind of a harebrained idea in the beginning, and it's actually turned into something kind of cool. And um, guys, we'll get here tomorrow morning, and uh, we'll have a better part of the day to get everything tight and open the doors, and let's have a show. So I think we're expecting about 150 both, you know, 150 each night. At least, so it's been a uh, it's been an endeavor, but it's definitely been a fun one. Will you pull Gordon up on stage to sing a song? None of that. None of that. Uh, they want the show to be good. What song would you pull Gordon up yeah, on stage? Yeah, yeah. You to feel sing? that pressure now. You know, I, you know all the we, as a rocker, you understand that people come and they want to they want to be be rocked. So yeah, we're gonna be on it. We're gonna have our A game, no question. I'm excited for you guys to see this. Gonna be fun. I'm excited to see the venue. I've heard so much about the the velour. It's kind of a it's kind of a legend Where in is the scene, it? right? I'm excited to see the venue. It's right on University Avenue in Provo. Um, it's been so long, long story. Tried to be condensed for radio. Uh, Corey Fox owns the place. He's a buddy of mine from high school, and um, he has really kind of made music neat down there. Uh, you know, cool bands have come through uh, through the years. You know, Neon Trees, I actually saw Imagine Dragons in that venue after they went huge. They came back kind of as a thank you to play there. And so it's a, it's a neat little place. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely just going in there, you can feel the history for sure. What kind of music does your band play, Tim? Polka. 
<laughs> yeah, it is a. So, yeah, we actually are going to polka like it's <laughs> 1877. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's rock and roll uh, from I would say 70s through to you know obviously heavy on the 80s. That's where we grew up. So a lot of uh, different. <clears throat> I think the show itself will be there'll be some stuff that was very very popular there'll be some stuff that was a little you know rocky edgy and there's going to be some stuff that you know some new wave stuff even in there so it'll be a musical time machine man so Um, so, and all 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 the all the music you you will probably know fairly well tim how do you handle the groupies uh nowadays just make sure that uh they're on their medication, you know. <laughs> Back in the day, it was a little different. Uh, but I am over fifty now, so you've got to take menopause into into, into account. Um, no, it's it's don't really have that issue. Uh, groupies, <laughs> more more buddies that come and, and hear us rock out. All right, Tim. Let's let's talk a little basketball. Uh, let's start with the Utah Jazz. Um, you haven't talked to you in a minute. I want to get your thoughts on uh, the rearranging of the front office as Dennis Lindsay moves into a consulting role. Yeah, you kind of wondered, you know, when um, when new ownership comes in, you know, management's always something that, uh, you know, he's got a jive. Everybody's got to be on the same page. And, um, you know, I think that the biggest thing I would say in the, in the whole thing is, you know, Dennis did a hell of a job and, he should, uh, you know, he should be really proud of what he did here, uh, as you know, in the role he's in. And, um, you know, I think it's it was really good years of kind of rebuilding the identity of who this franchise is, and I'm really proud of you know as somebody that works alongside and watches um, from a distance. You know, should be really proud of what he did. So, what do you think is the number one thing the Jazz have to do during this off season? Uh, Tim, uh, I, I'm, I'm expecting one answer, but I mean, are there others? Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, it's it's got to be a, a situation where you've got to kind of, um, you know, assess your roster. And I think what really has come to mind as you watch the playoffs is, you know, the small ball, the ability to be really versatile um, is, is has become ultra important. And so I think it's you know it's time to reflect on you know, what can this roster actually do? What are the what's the, where's the value? How do we you know how do we get better? And, and really that's the that's the aim, that's the goal. And and when you've got a special guys like they've got right now, um, you know that really gave us a, a treat of a season to watch. But their youth and you know kind of how you know I'm talking Gobert particularly and, and Donovan. I think those guys. Um, you know, there's value. There's value in those two guys. And however you want to assess it or however you want to, you know, look at it, those guys are, are definitely up-and-comers that turn heads and make, you know, defensive player of the year and, and those types of deals and all-stars. So that's where it's got to start. you got to look at that and make sure everything merges. And um, and then just to first fight your roster, I think that's got to be probably the most important thing. It's crazy all year long. I get sucked to it in all the time. Sucked into this all the time. I think a roster is deeper than it is, and you always forget the the level that it goes to in the playoffs. And um, you know, Clippers guard different 
in February than they do in in May or June. It's just a fact. And so, yeah, your depth is really, really important. However, they can continue to try to add depth to that bench would be really important. A uh, hot topic, of course, has been the injuries, Tim, across uh, all of the playoffs, and we saw them here with the Jazz. We've, we've seen uh, it with Kawhi. Giannis came back, but, of course, that uh, you know knee injury he suffered in the Eastern Conference Finals was rough, you know, right to Trey Young. I mean, it seems like we've seen a lot of high-profile injuries. Your thoughts on how that's impacted things, and do you think that, um, you know, LeBron mentioned that he thinks it's because of the short layoff. Do you think that comes into play? Yeah, the only hard part, I mean, there's no doubt it's got to have some sort of factor, right? Because this is totally, this is totally different than. Different than. Waiting. <laughs> we lost him. We'll try and track Tim down. Because I do want to get his thoughts on the, the finals matchup. Yeah, yeah. That was my next question, but uh, yeah, and we need to ask him also about the college scene, like you talked about name, earlier. image, and likeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was part of that world for a long, long time. Uh, in fact, he's back. Tim, you were saying you were out of a tunnel. Sorry. Huh. <clears throat> yeah. Um, sorry. Remind me. Uh, just the the well, impact of the injuries on the playoffs. Yeah, so obviously we haven't seen this, right? We haven't seen a season shortened. We haven't seen everything compressed. Um, so there's new data here to be absorbed, but there's no doubt, Jake. We we watched it every night, and I'm exhausted, dude. Like, I'm still burnt from the run we went on, and I can only imagine what that was like for the players. Um, you know, their day we, – we say our day is really long. I mean, those guys get there early to eat and go through film and tape and – so there's no doubt that, that that that's had some impact and certainly has had an impact, huge impact on um, who, what teams are still playing. Although I really have enjoyed watching these teams kind of rise to, you know, level and get there. It's been really fun. Um, but yeah, I think that this year more than ever before, you know, the magnitude of, of the difficult schedule um, has to have had some sort of impact. I'm no doctor. Um, I do uh, voiceovers for clinics and things like that at times. So you might confuse me with a doctor, but <laughs> not. And uh, I would just say that, yeah, there, there has to be some sort of, there has to be a connection. What do you make of the Bucks' sons in the finals? Um, it's kind of fun and it's kind of a bummer. I don't know if that's kind of how you guys feel. I, I am, I'm really big on like, what the Suns have done in such a short period of time, I, I think it, it really is marvelous that Chris Paul, somebody that was really kind of cast off, you know, when other guys were chosen and he was left out, you know, and he just kind of kept plugging along and find a way. So I think there's a neat story there. Um, and then I like having the local connection, you know, Elijah Bryant and Sam Merrill aren't going to get a lot of time, but it's neat that they're in there in the NBA Finals, so that's kind of the way I watch it. Tim, name, image, and likeness is now a thing in college sports. You were in that world for a very long time. Um, man, there's a, a number of different places to start, but I guess let, let's start with your initial reaction to it and the impact you f think it will have, positive or negative. So my initial reaction to it is I'm glad <clears throat> that 
that, you know, there's actually a bona fide way that an athlete can get a little bit more money. Um, because again, I think we all see them when they play the games and, but you know, there's a ton of dedication and time. So anytime the, the kids can get money, I'm great with that. I, I like that. Now with that comes some peril, I would say, because the gray area just got way more murky and gray and, Who's to say how in the world, you know, all the other stuff wasn't policed very well, and we're still in the midst of an FBI investigation, you know, that shut a ton of things down. You know, a bunch of people were rumored to get fired, and they're all still coaching. So, you know, there is something to the power uh, of of these institutions. And, uh, you know, they're just going to – I think more than anything, Jake, I mean, bottom line is that stakes have been raised. And – what you know, where you maybe could have got a kid for twenty grand. Now I think you, you know that kid's going to be a hundred. I think that's really at the end of the day what what it's done. So Tim, how widespread do you think this will be? Will it affect just a few, or will uh, will others who are will the offensive linemen get a piece of this? No, I think I think there's going to be some unique you know ways to get guys money. I think the schools will they'll have to like there's got to be some equity to it. So. I don't know how that's all going to – again, the lines are very blurred now between amateurism and professional. So I I don't know how that's going to be regulated. And my point is because it's going to be hard to regulate, uh, it's going to be hard to, you know, enforce, and therefore there's going to be a ton of of stuff taken. But, like, for instance, I think it's actually going to help BYU. You know, there's a ton of people with companies and tons of money that want to do stuff and they want to do it the right way, you know. Uh, you know, hate to break it to you guys, but we weren't giving guys money to come to BYU while I was there, unfortunately, because, you know, we had to actually just go off for a college scholarship. Um, but like a place like BYU where they can kind of throw some money, you know, from these companies, I think there's going to be some some unique ways to to do that. And it may, you know, again, it's never, the, the playing field is never going to be level with the big boys, but you know, there'll be some ways to to find money for guys like that, I think. So I, I ran this past Gordon earlier in the show, and I'll run it past you. You know, assuming everything's on the up and up, at very least this is going to turn recruiting on its head, right? Because, you know, all of a sudden you have a whole extra thing to consider, where before you mentioned it's a scholarship and the school and the location and the coaching staff and these things you consider picking where you want to go to school. Well, now marketability is in in the ability to maximize your brand is a whole new huge factor that's uh, that you've got to take into account in recruiting. So at very least, even if everything's done on the up and up, I think it's going to turn recruiting on its ear. No, there's no doubt. I mean, you've got to have, I would not be surprised. I know universities are doing it, but I wouldn't be surprised if programs start to hire a particular person that's just out beating the street selling ad revenue for the players. Mm. You know, there's so many things, ways that this can go. Um, but the 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 interesting part about it is it's, yeah, it will, it will become a sales pitch now in recruiting. And I think the Metro markets or somebody with a really kind of catchy story, like, hey, we have X amount of billionaires that live in the right here next to our school, you know, that can really make sure that you get taken care of, you know, all above board. So I think, yeah, there's going to be some unique things. I'm fascinated. I don't think I've ever seen this many dudes come back from the NBA draft, you know, so quickly. 
uh, are you know saying they're they're actually coming back from the NBA draft to school because they're seeing the money, right? They're seeing the opportunity. Um, it's not now where I go back and just make whatever I got when I signed um, and whatever little stipend, but now you know there, there's more revenue in it for me if I come back too. So. Yeah, it, it makes it very, very interesting, no doubt. Man, that's an interesting point there that I hadn't really thought of. But a lot of these players, they love college is fun, you know? For sure. And and sometimes yeah. they got to sort of scrimp a little bit to get through it. But if you could make an extra, you know, five, ten grand somewhere, man, that think about that, Jake. If you had an extra ten grand when you were in college, you, you probably would have had a pretty good time with that. I wonder, you know, that could be a – kind of a, a blessing for college uh, sports to, to keep guys around a little longer. What, what were you up frat you were in? You guys could have done some damage with 10 grand. Oh, yeah. I, I never would have graduated. I never would have survived, probably. You know, but there, Actually, you know, there would be a statue in your honor. <laughs> exactly. They I don't call him know the $10,000 that... man, and he brought us to our knees. I don't want to know what that statue would look like. That would be bad. Uh, well, one thing that Jake and I were discussing, Tim, was that uh, he was he was concerned, or at least brought up the fact that like big programs, if you're talking about football, like Alabama, or if you're talking about basketball, Duke, or something like that, that they'll have a, a recruiting advantage, even if they're not dropping extra cash on everybody illegitimately or for no services at all. But you know, I mean, there are times here in this market, and and Jake admitted that that uh, they're pretty passionate about their sports around here. I mean, you lived through and coached uh, during the Jimmer era. I mean, think about what how that would have gone down and how how much money he could have made uh, while being an amateur, as it were, athlete. No, no, for sure. You know, and the whole idea too of social media, where you you know these kids are so smart, they understand. Um, you know, from a young age, like the funny thing is they say, man, they're making kids smarter. No, the technology is just better. And they're, they're, you know, my kid, my grandkids knows exactly what to do when FaceTime's on, looks at the camera and smiles at me. And, you know, we, we just teach them younger. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's fascinating where this can go. Uh, but again, where I started all this, is it good or bad? I think it's good because, um, I think ultimately it's going to destroy the absolute uh, false premise of amateurism for once and for all. And I really don't think, at a certain point, I think it maybe even gets privatized where the NBA, or excuse me, the NCAA is maybe kicked to the curb and like, hey, thanks for your service, but you've actually just been acquired by Budweiser, and <laughs> it's now the Budweiser College, you know, whatever in. Thank you for your service, C.A.M. Mert. <laughs> well, Coach, uh, thanks for jumping on with us as always, and, hey, really looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys, and thanks for having me on. It's great to visit with you for a bit. Back at you, buddy. We appreciate you. It's our friend Tim Lacombe. The band is the Party Hounds. The scene is the Velour in Provo, Friday and Saturday night only. So I don't want to take too much uh license here but it sounds like tim agrees with me a little more than he agrees with you on this whole name image likeness mm, okay would you, would you agree with that congratulations no no i'm just um, stating it. i don't know i mean you heard him right there say ultimately he thinks it's a good thing so i mean in that sense he agrees with you yeah. i'm not so sure 
But he's lived it, you know. It's certainly an opinion to listen to. Yeah. It also wouldn't be the first time I've disagreed with him before. So, it's a, you know, it's all right. You trying to take some sort of victory lap? Is that what you're bit. attempting to do? Mm-hmm. Like Tim is the decider? Just You also yeah. heard him say it leaves him vulnerable to some things that aren't so good. Yeah, but he said, he also said that it would sort of flush all that out and uh, make it more legitimate. No, I think he said a player that you could get for twenty grand. <laughs> you're now going to have to pay a hundred. Did you miss that part? Yeah, but did you hear the part that he said at the end, where he said that it, it that he was looking forward to having it uh, more a part of the process than under the table? Anyway, all right. I just thought he was agreeing with me. That's all. Kind of. Oh yeah, I wasn't a slam dunk, but it was a mid range jumper. All right, we'll have more coming up next. It is the big show, 97.5 and 12.8 of the zone.